You're listening to another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. All the stories you've come to love on a Sunday night, plus some extra content exclusive to the podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. But for now, enjoy today's episode. A dangerous incident yet to be publicly explained. An SAA plane carrying at least 180 passengers continues flying from Ghana to Johannesburg, despite evidence of contaminated fuel. More than six months later, it's still unclear why the commander chose to continue the journey, risking the lives of those on board. We ask whether the people responsible for ensuring our safety in the air are doing their jobs. Setting foot on a plane means putting your life in the hands of other people. Pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, and cabin crew. To date, South Africa had a reputation for safe air travel. Our airspace tightly regulated thanks to the Civil Aviation Authority. The CAA upholds a vast web of international laws and standards. But could a number of incidents and the organization's own conduct over the last two years raise questions over air safety? I think the CIA has become a political animal now. Consequently, it's guided by its political masters rather than its own skill and the job it should be doing. The CAA has really hesitated to act when it deemed safety was at stake. Semair, Kalula, British Airways, and the maintenance company Lufthansa Technik, all grounded in the last three years. South Africa's Civil Aviation Authority flexes its muscles from time to time, but it seems at others it turns a blind eye. Are some airlines more equal than others? Four incidents since 2021 might mean little in isolation, but together, do they spell a dire warning? February 2021, the national carrier South African Airways has a potentially disastrous safety incident on what we'll call the Brussels flight. April 2022, a whistleblower leaks information that passengers were flown from Accra, Ghana to Joburg in a plane with contaminated fuel. And November 2022, an SAA plane bumper bashes a Safair jet on the OR Tambo airport apron. Guy Leach is an aviation analyst and the editor of SA Flyer magazine. Safety is a non-negotiable. Safety has to be taken for granted by the passengers. Flying safely is all about preparation, about operating manuals and checklists, and rigorous annual refresher training for the crew. Skipping a step can be a problem. In February 2021, the government sent an SAA Airbus A340-600 to Belgium to collect COVID vaccines. SAA was in business rescue. Air travel was in lockdown. The pilots needed refresher training. 
The CAA stopped SAA twice when not all the training was in place. But then, in an unusual move, it waived some training requirements. For former SAA pilot Colin Yordan, who headed up the CAA a decade ago, that raised red flags. In this case, it's difficult to understand what evidence could have been presented by the operator by SAA in order for this exemption to be granted. I certainly can't think of anything. Without refresher training, pilots may not know that this Airbus has a known computer glitch that is considered minor if you know about it. If you don't, it could kill you. On startup, the plane's computer sometimes deducts around 80 tons from the weight data that the pilots capture manually. Sudden weight loss impacts the plane's ability to fly. Alan, not his real name, is a retired SAA pilot who flew the A340-600 for a decade. It's core to the whole aspect of a safe flight, is knowing exactly however your aircraft is. You're flying an aircraft that weighs 340 tons with 300 people. Those factors and those figures are crucial and critical. Several training documents and a cockpit checklist warned pilots about the glitch. In a report, SAA said those were not present on the Brussels flight, which instead used an Airbus checklist that excluded the glitch. I flew Airbus 340s, 600s from their inception, and that checklist was introduced exactly because this problem had occurred. Moments into the flight, warnings sounded the plane was about to stall. Luckily, the Airbus has a fail-safe called the Alpha Floor System. You could equate it almost to an ABS type of system on a motor car to protect the aircraft from stalling. The Alpha Floors saved the day and potentially the lives of thousands of people on the ground. Had the CAA not waived the training requirement, it's likely all this would have been avoided. The plane landed in Brussels, loaded the vaccines, and a day later headed off home. The pilots didn't tell anyone about the incident, but the plane is designed to send a message to Airbus and engine manufacturer Rolls-Royce. Incidents like this must be reported to the CAA within 72 hours. In fear of another near stall, the pilots took off on the return flight at a higher speed than European Union regulations allowed, knowingly breaking an important law. They had been manually applied maximum thrust, which promptly had an aircraft behaving like a raging bull, if you like, and heading for the heavens at high speed. Neither the pilots nor SAA said anything until a whistleblower leaked the information. SAA hasn't said much about the events which have unfolded. And they wouldn't speak to us, saying they didn't want to get involved in a smear campaign. But is it unfair to expect transparency? SAA presented a confidential incident report in Parliament a few weeks ago. The airline said the checklists that show the glitch have been put back. But what the report didn't say was that refresher training for pilots and crew could have prevented the whole debacle. Meanwhile, within months of the Brussels flight, a local flight school owner would butt heads with the CAA in an incident which may at first seem like a personal spat. 
but in the context of safety, it raises serious questions. Flight schools provide ongoing pilot training, which the CAA licenses and oversees. Over the years, there have been a lot of instances where flying schools have used the SACAA inspectors to achieve their own particular goals. It's very competitive. It's sometimes very cutthroat as well. When Ricky Smith took over the reins at Sky Voyage in 2021, she had to apply for a new license. Owning a business was a big moment in her life. But on the sidelines, a competitor was plotting. Deep in my heart, I'm not quite sure really what went wrong. It all started at Donnell's Kempton Park campus, which is at the back of O.R. Tambo International Airport. This is where there's a simulator that Ricky uses. And when Ricky got a call from a prospective new client, she made a booking with that service provider. But the call had come from a former client of a company called Simero, which also has offices in the Danelle complex. I was called and said that by Simero staff that I'm stealing their clients. Were you? Absolutely not. There's no way I would steal anybody's clients. Calls and threats escalated, including from Simero manager Keith Rosevere. You will be destroyed. Um, we'll make sure that you'll never operate again. We will have you shut down. There'll be hell to pay. It turns out that Simero tried to discredit her in any way possible. Eventually, Rosevier reported Ricky for illegal training. His evidence? Mock-up training documents she used in preparation for a CAA audit that would have earned Sky Voyage its license. Then Ricky got a call from a CAA inspector who told her he was putting her licensing process on ice. I need to let you know that I know for a fact that with us going forward... With but why would a company be shut down for dummy documents? Or was something else at play? Ricky says a competitor threatened her for months, claiming a Simero employee once relayed a disturbing message from his manager, Keith Rosevere, which Rosevere later denied. He told me that Keith will shoot me, and then he'll squeeze every blood cell out of my body until I'm left for dead. Then the CAA inspector Ricky relied on to help her through the training license process turned against her. I got a call from Jason Maestri at the CAA. He's calling me to tell me that he's cancelling the audit that was set for the next day to start. The reason is that I acted fraudulently, I did illegal training, they have hard evidence, and I acted in flagrant disregard to the CAA regulations. Maestri shut Sky Voyage down. The CAA could never produce evidence of wrongdoing against Ricky. Its own legal department exonerated her and told Maestri to issue her license. But Maestri simply ignored the instruction. Are you saying that the CAA was weaponized by a competitor? Yes, and they used Jason to weaponize themselves to achieve a goal so that they can take out another competitor out of the market. Keith Rosevere and Sim Aero did not want to talk to us. His attorney sent court documents showing that he's suing Ricky for defamation. 
the CAA wouldn't be drawn on Ricky, saying in writing they have no knowledge of Ricky's plight and asking us to give them our information. So we went straight to the source. Hi, is that Jason Maestri? Yes. Uh, this is Derek Watts from Carte Blanche. Jason Maestri talked in circles for a long time, trying to avoid speaking about Keith Rosevere. Eventually, he slipped up. He came from the opposition ATO, which was obviously for Keith. Now you're admitting that Keith Rosevere influenced decisions at the CAA. Are you admitting that? I feel like you're misunderstanding me. An influence can be positive, it can be negative. The National Prosecuting Authority confirmed it's preparing summons against Keith Rosevere of Sim Aero, as well as Jason Maestri of the CAA for extortion and conspiring against a competitor. All of which could easily be dismissed as a disturbing but isolated spat between two competing businesses. Except aviation rules require the CAA to have a firm hand across the board. What does it say about how it currently deals with the bigger players? Last April, SAA knowingly flew 184 passengers from Ghana to Joburg on a plane that had water-contaminated fuel in its tank, a highly unusual decision. The aircraft itself, the previous day, had detected that there was fuel contamination. It was when they were starting the engines, they got a warning to say fuel contamination. The flight had been delayed, tanks drained, but without rigorous tests, it was impossible to be sure that the contaminants were gone. They should have flown that aircraft back empty as a ferry flight. Um, even so, it would have been risky for the crew, and you, they were risking a whole loss. On contaminated fuel, aviation history speaks for itself. In 2008, a BA Boeing 777 crashed on landing at Heathrow. In 2010, Cathay Pacific nearly crashed in Hong Kong. SAA admitted in a report to engine trouble mid-air on the flight from Ghana and finding high levels of contaminants upon landing. So is it all's well that ends well just because this time no one died? We wanted answers from SAA, but they refused an interview. The airline is perhaps, to make a cliche, operating on a wing and a prayer. It's taking chances that chances shouldn't have been taken. The CAA also declined an interview. And even though they called us later to offer a written response, our inbox remains empty. Unfortunately, there are elements in the CAA that are prepared to operate outside the box and outside of what's right and wrong. And if they are not exposed, the CAA will never be able to fully function. They will not be able to be the safety we're looking for to make sure our skies are safe. Is the Civil Aviation Authority still fit for purpose? Or does today's story raise questions about its ability to ensure the safety of our skies. We now turn to aviation expert and editor of SA Flyer magazine to find out what's needed to save our once stellar record. 
Guy, let's just take one of the examples that's raised in our story. What should have happened after that infamous COVID flight to Brussels? Yeah, hi, Matron. Well, the simple truth is that we need complete transparency. The traveling public who buy airline seats have to know that they can trust the regulator and indeed the airline and indeed this whole massive ecosystem that creates a safety culture. South Africa has a wonderful safety culture. We haven't uh, had an airline fatality on South African soil for 50, 60 years. But there are worrying signs coming up, and one of the problems we're seeing is this lack of transparency. There weren't any official results released, at least until very recently, on the whole uh, notorious Brussels flight. And indeed, attempts were made to cover that flight up. The, the, the whole incident, the so-called Alpha Floor incident of that flight up, uh, that is not good for safety. It gives us grounds for concern. But Guy, we also know that very few planes are operating at the height of the pandemic. Now, how much of that can you say is due to a lack of flying hours? Well, be that as it may, we know that there was lack of flying hours. And that is why the Civil Aviation Authority, the CAA, had to make these 13 compromises, if you like, um, to allow the flight to happen because the pilots weren't current. And, you know, safety is an endless series of filters or systems that are put in place to try and filter out the possibility of bad events happening. The moment you uh, slacken off on some of those systems, then like uh, holes in a Swiss cheese, if they line up, people will die. We've seen signs that holes are, are, are beginning to get into the system. Um, and ultimately, if this continues, then we've got a real chance of seeing fatalities get into the system. But Guy, if you look at all the examples that we've mentioned in our story, what then should have happened to the crew that was on board? Well, the simple truth is probably nothing. Um, but as long as the system works, uh, and for the system to work, we need the just culture to be applied. This just culture is fundamentally non-punitive in the sense that if pilots make an honest mistake and they own up to the mistake, then um, it's non-punitive. What the most that may have happened is that they would have been sent for further training to remind them not to um, miss out this key item in the standard operating procedures, which is what so nearly caused this disaster. So when you, when you look at the work that has now been done by the CAA, how would you rate them? Where do you put them in terms of the responsibility that they have? Well, the CAA is by and large doing a very good job. Uh, in terms of international standards, it's, it's continuously improving its rating in terms of its ICAO audits. It's audited internationally. It's certainly one of the top civil aviation regulators in the world in this regard. Um, there are rumblings of problems within the ranks of the CIA, most notably that it really struggles to um, attract and retain the most highly qualified and skilled staff. So we're seeing um, what would be called grade two instructors actually trying to supervise the very top level of instructors are designated flight examiners. There are potentials for problems here, um, but the CIA, to give it its credit, is trying hard. Um, but again, um, we, we shouldn't have seen the situation arise in the first place. We are, as the, your story has, has implied or, or suggested, um, seeing that the CIA is not above political pressure. These are all bad signs, ultimately, for the security and safety of airline travel in South Africa. But then where to from here? If there needs to be fixing, where do we even start? 
Well, where to from here is that we need to ensure that impartial regulatory um, control has been created. If it's been suggested to me um, by a very senior uh, airline person that if these events had happened to any airline other than SAA, that airline would have been suddenly grounded. It would have had the same fate as Semair had uh, three or four, three, four years ago. Um, yet exceptions have been made for SAA, um, and we need to get that rot out of the system. We need to make sure that um, the necessary procedures and systems and checks and balances go in to make a proper safety management system are actually in place so that um, unlucky events, because that's what the Brussels events, event was. It was unlucky, an unlucky event. Can't get into the system. And the aircraft, the Airbus, should not have had to save the pilots from their own mistakes or their own glitches in the system. The same with the um, aircraft fuel problem. There should have been proper safety checks in place that made sure that when, the, when it was signed off as not having water in the fuel in the aircraft, there really wasn't water in the fuel in the aircraft because, as we know, it turned out that there was. The safety checks are not being put in place thoroughly enough. It is the CIA's job to ensure that they are. Thanks for listening. There's more Carte Blanche content to be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Let's continue the conversation online.